acknowledge it and then we will be in front of a live, not studio audience, but a live audience. Hey everyone and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host Chef AJ and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. I'm so excited to have today's guest back by popular demand. He's one of my favorite plant-based doctors coming to us from Hawaii. He has a fun story about Dr. McDougall, how he acquired his practice, one of the best purchases he ever made. His name is Dr. Terry Shintani. Please welcome him back to the show. It's so nice to see you again. We don't see each other very much, but I find you just, I just love your work because you really understand calorie density more than the average right. person for sure. No, no, actually, that was uh, one of the first books I wrote was we should be looking at calorie density for weight loss. Uh, because when I, when I did my uh, uh, Hawaiian diet program with the, with the overweight native Hawaiians, uh, when I analyzed their diet, they, they couldn't possibly stay at the you know overweight because the calorie density of their food was too low to, to to sustain that i mean you can't you know you just can't eat pounds and pounds of food and uh you know and, and as long as the calorie density is low enough people will lose weight automatically no and that yet some people claim that they follow the diet that i recommend which is the diet you recommend dr mcdougall true north and they can't lose weight and you wonder there's got to be something that's dense in their yeah. diet that they're maybe maybe they're eating out at restaurants and getting oil that they yeah or yeah or they're right they're, pounding down the nuts and seeds thinking they're healthy right. or yeah. they're eating they're eating crackers thinking they're vegan and and healthy and then they realize like whoops you know those three little crackers I ate that's you know 150 calories and you know something like that's that. the thing when you eat the dried food like the carbohydrates that you recommend are what Dr. Lyle calls wet wet carbohydrates things like potatoes rice beans these are not dry but crackers right. breads cereals yeah. you take the right. calorie density of what could be a whole grain at 500 exactly. calories per pound and now it's a cracker cereal or bread it's like 1800 calories per pound it's triple the caloric density right. so it may be healthy but it's not necessarily weight loss promoting yeah yeah exactly so um but that that is one of the things and, and i actually published a study about that um uh when i published my study uh, people on my program lost 17 pounds in three weeks and when you looked at the calorie, when you looked at the the weight of the food, the mass of the food, it was actually, they ate actually more food than they were eating before. But then the calories went down and people would say, wait, what? And he said, no, look, it's simple. It's not even math. It's arithmetic. You know, it's, uh, oh, uh, you know, Hawaiians would eat taro, for example. Well, it takes six pounds of taro for a day's worth of calories. You know who's going to eat six pounds of anything and uh apples are the same way apples are about six and a half pounds for a day's worth of calories you can't eat that many in in a day so what will happen is your stomach will be full and your weight will come off naturally so and 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 it uh, and i published a study showing that that's exactly what would happen yeah. Is there a way that you could provide a link where we could see this study? Because I would love uh, to. Actually, uh, you know, uh, I don't have it handy, but um, if you, um, uh, what, you know, uh, if you'll, you know, I, I have a, um, I have a uh, website, peacediet.org, uh, and uh, 
if you, it's a, it's a place where I give away my free eBooks. Uh, and oh, actually, if you, uh, you know, if they're, if they're really interested, they can just email me, drshintani at yahoo.com. And I can provide a link to that study. Yeah, because that, that would be really interesting because yeah. mm-hmm. I, I find that when people really understand calorie density and implement it, and, you know, I, I, I reference often the work of Dr. Barbara Rolls, it's impossible to maintain obesity. Yeah, but You can't you know, get overweight. Yeah, it's like uh, I, I have a, if you'll let me, let me see if I can find a, I have a slide that shows that if you don't mind. I would love it. Okay, I'm going to share screen. Okay, perfect. And let me just see if I can pull. That's our that's our email. <laughs> oh, oh, can you see? Uh, yeah, I can uh, see a man with like pants that are so big he could almost fit into one leg. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, this is one of my my patients. He started out at 500 pounds, and I put him on the, the traditional Hawaiian diet, and I he lost 225 pounds. I got him down to 275. He's a big man too. He was six foot five. Wait, let me wait. Let me. Uh, let me get back. I have a slide to show exactly what I mean. I have all these slides. This is my big presentation. Here we go. So I, I put up this slide and I tell what I say is, well, these are about the same weight. They're about the same size and same weight. And then I say, this is 90 calories. And then I asked the audience to guess how many calories in the muffin. And no, first I say, could you eat two apples? And most people will say yes. And then I say, could you eat two muffins the same size? And yeah, this, yeah, sure. And then I said, how many calories do you think is in that muffin? And the answer, a lot of people say, oh, 300, 350. And the reality is it's 550 calories. And wow. And I, I show the label to show that I'm not making this up. You know, the point is that uh, the point is that um, you could eat you could eat two muffins. Well, that would be 1,100 calories. Uh, but if you ate, but in order to match that number of calories, my gosh, you'd have to eat uh, wells. 12 apples. 12 apples, which I don't know if anyone could do no that. No one's going to do that, right? And, be, and besides, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think I've so, even eaten more than one apple. Usually I get a very well, large. You, you might eat two, two. The, yeah. if you're really hungry, right? And, no, but the point is that you, you cannot get enough calories in you with natural food. And what I tell people is nature will not let you get fat. So there you go. I love that nature will not let you get fat. So if somebody finds themselves in that situation. Right. And this is that, by the way, this is not nature. This is all right. processed It is not food. found in nature. Yeah. And you know, when you think about it, some of these so-called health foods, like nuts, seeds, and like nuts and seeds, for example, they're found in nature, but they're not found in nature out of the shell and with, right. oil, and with oil on them. There you go. There I mean, you. our ancestors really had to work hard just to get like one nut. 
Yeah. Wait, now how do I stop? Uh, oh, I can I can do that for yeah. you. I think I think I can stop yeah. your share. Uh stop yeah, so share. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Because yeah, I was yeah, listening but... to a podcast with you and you were talking about nuts and you were saying if people want to include them, especially for weight loss, to be mindful and use them as condiments. And I couldn't believe you said that macadamia nuts were 95%. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, they're 95% fat. That's why they're like the best nut yeah. because yeah, yeah. you gotta you gotta be careful. Yeah. You, oh, you know, yeah. I mean, even cashews, my favorite nut is cashews. Well, one cashew is like 0.9 grams, which means a fat. And that's not a, all that's in the calories. So uh, nine times, well, then you have to multiply, you know, you have to multiply it by nine, right? So, you know, all of a sudden, uh, you, you've got a lot of, you, you've got a lot of calories uh, in one nut. And so you take take a handful of nuts. Well, how many in your handful? Well, maybe twelve nuts. All of a sudden, you got twelve grams of fat. With and who eats just one handful of nuts? You know, not very many people. Yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. You'll just keep eating nuts like this, and pretty soon, uh, let's say you have, uh, you know, four handfuls of of nuts, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, you've got fifty calories, uh, just all at once. I mean, 50 grams of fat, not 50 cal. 50 grams of fat, which is more like 480 calories. You know, you know, you bought Dr. McDougall's practice for one dollar, so I know you. I, I believe it or not, I found the check, the canceled check. <laughs> oh my God! You should frame that. We should show I it, should. Dr. McDougall. You I should. should. I actually picture. found it. <laughs> that 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 I think that would take a walk down memory lane. So you guys, you know, have are on the same page because his book, um, McDougall Program for Maximum Weight Loss, is rooted in calorie density. Right. Just your books exactly. are, yeah, but, exactly. but, but especially today, people think that if they don't eat an ounce of nuts a day, they're going to drop dead. No, 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 no. That's not true. <laughs> but, but people I mean, believe that. Yeah, yeah, but the the thing about uh, you know John McDougall and I saw saw eye to eye and i think he i i was the only doctor in the in the state of hawaii that he trusted that i wouldn't see in my practice i i never do medication first i always try the diet first i always try to change their diet and lifestyle first and i think i i'm probably the only doctor in the state uh who who would reliably do that that's why he uh turned his practice over to me so, and so I and, met somebody, I teach at a spot in Mexico called Rancho La Puerta. And I met a gentleman in my cooking class that was one of his patients in Hawaii. It was just so cool. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's going back way that. back. Yeah, yeah. That's back in the 1980s. Yeah. That was really, really. Yeah, 35 really years ago. That. Yeah. You know, one of the things you have that, and, and I can't speak for all the other doctors that do lifestyle medicine, but you have a preponderance of patients that aren't just overweight or obese, but that are you know, you, you've mentioned you've taken care of people five, six, 700 pounds and more. Yep. I, I remember uh, my toughest case was there was a family of kids. And uh, what happened was um, uh, they were orphaned because the mother who was taking care of them was like over 300 pounds and died of heart failure. And so um, the three kids, the 13 year old girl now, 13 year old girl was over 300 pounds. The 14 year old boy was over 400 pounds. And the 15 year old boy was over 500 pounds. And uh, I, I put them on my program and uh, 
uh, I actually kept track of them for probably 20 years um, because this is back in the 1990s. And uh, uh, they had sustained most of the weight loss that they, I, I, the girl still, they were all overweight still, but not that massive, massively obese like they were. The girl, I think uh, she, she did pretty good, but she was still right around, you know, I'd say 190, still overweight. Uh, but way less than, you know, like 200 pounds less than she, uh, not 200, 100 pounds less than she used to be. The 400 pound kid was still pretty uh, heavy. Uh, but 20 years later, he was more like uh, like 280, still overweight, but not 400 pounds. And still then the 500 pound uh, fellow probably did the best. He was at 500 and I got him down to around 250. So, um, you know, I didn't get them skinny, but I knocked a hundred pounds off of uh, all of them, each of them individually. And probably added some years to their life. I, uh, I, that's a guarantee. There's no way they would have remained anything like being healthy at, at those kinds of weights. Yeah. Well, yeah. The traditional Hawaiian diet does not cause people to be overweight. No, no. It's just that they. You know, you know, infamously, Hawaii is the largest per capita consumer of spam. Of all that is things. hilarious. Why yeah. did that happen? Because I mean, I haven't eaten meat in forty-six years. Well, actually, you know, it's really interesting. Is because of World War II. You know, they invented spam as a high-calorie, lightweight food for the GIs. For the that was not uh, that did not need to be refrigerated. So they they invented spam for uh, the the military, and then when the war ended, and then during the war, because uh, shipping was limited and recent, they would ship all this canned spam and uh, to Hawaii for meat sources, and we got used to eating that. And um, uh, it, it's interesting that um, uh, in in Samoa, I think uh, they started eating. Corn, canned corned beef of all things because they remember it from the war from world war ii i'm talking about world war ii that's uh, hilarious because you know I, I was raised kosher and i've been vegan most of my life so i never tasted spam have you tasted it what does it taste oh, like yeah oh uh, you know if they do it right it's actually unfortunately delicious it's uh, it's, <laughs> it's 83 it's 83 fat it's got lots of salt in it everything that's you know you add it up, it'll kill you one day. <laughs> but, but um, unfortunately, it's um, uh, and well. I'm, I mean, I'm saying delicious for the average public. I personally, I can't stand it. All right. Yeah. But that's because my, you know, this is another thing. A lot of people don't realize that their tastes are going to change. Because one thing I remember is, I used to love Kentucky Fried Chicken. Ah. Oh. I used to love, I mean, I thought, oh yeah, it is finger licking good. And then after I was vegan for probably 20 years or so, um, I was already a medical doctor. And somehow I, I got this, I, I, I hadn't eaten lunch that day and I hadn't eaten anything all day. And I, and I got this craving. I said, oh, I think I really like, I think I'm going to try uh, eating a um, uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. So I pulled into one got a little two-piece snack box. I took one bite and I immediately spit it out. I could not, I, I couldn't believe it that I, I, my taste buds 
couldn't handle it anymore. It, it was like disgusting. Uh, I, it, it was like, uh, boy, I didn't realize my taste had changed so much. But I think people need to realize that, you know, they think, oh, I don't want to be vegan. It's, you know, rabbit food and all that. It's far from rabbit food if you know what you're doing. You know, there, there's, there's so much more variety uh, when you're eating a, a vegan type of a meal. Uh, you know, we, you know when, uh, when we have Thanksgiving at our house, if we go to my cousin's house, you know, there are about seven or eight things, right? You have ham, turkey, potato, mashed potatoes, um, uh, stuffing, uh, you know, this typical stuff, right? Rolls. But it's like seven or eight things, you know, corn, right? At our house, uh, because they know that I'm vegan, people bring different vegan dishes. There's 30 things. And it's so interesting. You have bean dishes and you have stews and you have pastas and you have wraps and you have summer rolls and you have, you know, um, stuffed squash. And we have so much fun at our vegan uh, um, parties at my house. And uh, people, people would say, you know, if I could eat, if I knew I could eat like this, I would have started a long time ago. You know, because people think vegan is, like I said, rabbit food, right? So it's, and it's not, it's not that at all. It's you, very, very tasty. One food. of the things you have in Hawaii that we don't have here on the mainland are those purple potatoes. The what? The purple sweet potatoes. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what they're called. Maybe they're called Okinawan sweet potatoes, but yeah. those are absolutely delicious. Oh, I mean, they're so yeah. great. You know, somebody said, Oh, um, do I put a glaze on it? I said, are you kidding me? They're sweet as they're, as it is. You got to try it plain. You know what else is really good is uh, kabocha pumpkins. Oh, kabocha yeah. squash is the best. You know, uh, you know it's it, it it looks a little bit daunting because they're they're kind of squat, you know, and they're green, and um, you don't it's pretty hard, and you don't know what to do with it, but. You, if you just steam it or roast it, or yeah, they come, they they come out so tender and sweet. And uh, the way I like to do it is, I put a little, I brush a little bit of miso on it for a little bit of salty flavor on it. Oh, it's so delicious! And and when I when I would have that at my ten uh, day health programs, um, people would go, "Wow, what is that?" You know, and I said, "You know, it's kabocha squash, like kabocha squash." And uh, people should know that they can eat the skin, you know, just. Oh, yeah, the skin is delicious. Yeah, I mean, but people are thinking, oh, do I scoop it out like that? No, no, no. Just eat the whole thing. It's great. But um, that's another, um, you know, a vegan secret that people should know that they, there's lots of delicious stuff that you can eat. Absolutely. And we, we can't, I don't think we can get poi on the mainland. At least I have. No, it's hard. Yeah. Because poi will spoil. Uh, and it's, it's expensive to, to, to make, but poi of, um, poi is mashed up taro. And, um, but, you know, interestingly, um, poi uh, is, you know, it's like a pudding. I know it tastes like, I, I, th I thought I was eating chocolate pudding, to be honest. When yeah, I yeah. So it was like a pudding, but it's got that um, 
the reason it has that texture is it's got this soluble fiber in it that's fantastic for uh, lowering cholesterol and you know slowing down. Um, you know, it's a high carb food, but it's low glycemic. And the reason it's low glycemic is because it's got fiber in it, good fiber. And people are stunned when I said, well, uh, I fed my people a 70, uh, 70, uh, 75% carbohydrate diet and I got them off insulin in five days. And they go, what? What, what are you talking about? And I said, I get them off. I, I give them, a, I give diabetics a high carb diet and I drop their blood sugar. And they go, that it doesn't compute with a lot of people because it sounds paradoxical. But the reality is if you eat the right carbs, they actually slow down the absorption of sugar and you have a healthy uh, blood sugar level. And, and uh, I actually, I wonder if I have, yeah. yeah. I, if I, carbs were so bad, then how come historically people who ate only exactly, carbs, mostly carbs, it. you know, right. this, I, I get so tired of people like just, you know, wondering how people can eat potatoes, rice and beans and be slim. Yeah. I mean, actually, can I share my screen one more time? I would love I got, for you to. I got a, I got a, I think, I think I have a really good instance of this. Um, That's uh, my email you got a lot of tabs open, Dr. Shintani. I know, I know. Well, no, you got to realize I was on a, I was on a webinar before I'm just, this. I'm, yeah. I'm just pulling your leg. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, you should do course. your whole presentation. We'd love to see all your stuff. <laughs> well, maybe another time. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Uh, oh, what did I do with it? Um, yeah, maybe it's not here. Uh, well, I'll I'll show this lady. The other one, I I I thought no, you know what I I. I this is my weight loss um, uh, slideshow. Uh, let's let's. Yeah, I would love one. for you to give it sometime. It looks amazing. Yeah, um, this is a lady that. Uh, this is good because she has a picture of what she looked like before. About ten years ago, I probably weighed around one hundred forty-five. Wait, can you hear that? Uh huh. Uh, the the audio is coming through. I can hear it. She said a few. 145 for a number of years. All of a sudden, in the last 10 years, I was up to 207. And I couldn't believe it. And I generally didn't like to have pictures taken of me because I found that I was looking very large. We started to do the program with Dr. Shintani. What was so helpful is that he showed us how to cook, took us to the store and showed us what foods to buy. After six months, I've lost 35 pounds. A lot of people are just shocked when they see me. And that was great. When we started to do this diet, I began to feel really good about my life because I had myself under control. Uh, this is not a really hard diet. I think it's really possible for people to do it. Just... So there you go. And and this is how I choose foods that help people lose weight is uh, I calculate how many uh, uh, how many pounds of it provides twenty five hundred calories and if and if it takes more than four pounds the the studies show that people won't eat more than four pounds of food per day there's a couple of research projects about that 
I thought that that varied individually because um, some it, people- No, it varies. Yeah, the range is 2.6 to 4.1 pounds. Actually, it's a, there's a range. Yeah. I, yeah, I know some people that eat a very low calorie dense diet that they actually eat more than that. Yeah, well, that's and that's po possible because this is um, this is a study done uh, in Florida. I'm trying to remember the guy's name, but it was with a more of a free living population. Uh, but well, also, you know, when you think, when, I keep thinking about the slide you showed of the muffin and the apple. Even though that muffin had like six times as many calories, I'm sure it didn't weigh as much as the apple. Yeah, it probably was maybe slightly less, right? Because there's more water in the apple, right? Yeah. All right, I'll stop here now. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, but I've gotten people off of insulin in as little as five days. And and um, people are shocked about that. Actually, they should look at my, um, did, did you see me on TikTok? No, I don't have TikTok. You're yeah. on TikTok, that's so cool. Yeah, I, I actually have a little video on TikTok of my uh, patient who uh, I stopped her insulin after five days. and. Um, uh you know i i continue i i continue to hear disbelieving comments when they say nah you can't do that and I said, but i but i do it all the time you know i get people uh their blood sugar under control sometimes so sometimes so quick that their medication can become dangerous so i have to watch their medicines i have to start taking them off of their diabetes medicine because the diet works so uh, quickly and so effectively. Yeah. Well, you 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 call today's talk reverse your diseases in ten days, but now you're telling me you can do it in five. Well, that's uh, some people, yeah. But in ten days, I I have I have I've conducted over fifty programs uh, within the span of ten days. I have I have so much data, uh, and the interesting thing is my last uh, my last several. I think my last. 12 or so, I'm trying to think out loud. I think my last 12 programs were all online. So people from the mainland could join if they wanted to. Yeah. Um, wow, that's really, I didn't know you did that. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah, I'm starting, to, I'm starting to do that because people are asking me from, um, from, from all over the place, actually. I, I, I've even, somebody in South Africa asked me to, if, if I could help them with diabetes. And I said, well, <laughs> It's time zone's pretty tough, you know. Yeah, because you're about three hours earlier. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have, have you always lived in Hawaii? Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm just this, just a regular local, local Hawaii kid who, um, uh, yeah, I, uh, I like being in Hawaii because everything is familiar. My my relatives are here. My old friends are here. I um, I spent two years in Illinois at college, and I spent uh, a year at Boston getting my nutrition degree. So well, you're one of the few MDs who actually have a, a a degree in nutrition from Harvard. I'm one of the few MDs that have any nutrition at all <laughs> <laughs> from any school. I mean, just think about it. Think about any doctor that you do. They have a background in nutrition. Nope. I, in Hawaii, I cannot think of a single one. Uh, and I know, and I've been here a long time. You know, I've I practiced medicine over thirty-five years, and uh, still, there's 
and and the and the reality is they don't do it because it doesn't make them money you know you know in terms of finances uh you know nutrition nutrition counseling takes a long time and it doesn't pay very well so i understand that but uh, the reality is most of the diseases we fo- we're faced with in, in modern times are nutrition related diseases so i'm thinking how how do you justify treating nutrition related diseases without knowing nutrition i don't that doesn't sound right to me um and so that's one of the reasons why i actually got my nutrition degree after medical school because i was so disgusted with the lack of proper training in medical school well so when did you become vegan and when did you start teaching lifestyle medicine oh boy you're, you're you're getting into a very interesting territory um uh it was 1976 and what happened was I was a struggling law student and my grades were not very good. Uh, I had all the potential. I had great scores entering law school, but my grades were suffering and I was tired all the time. And my friend said, well, what are you eating? And I, I ate typically what uh, any uh, red-blooded American kid would eat. American guy would eat, you know, pizza and hamburgers and fries and cookies and, you know, you know, bacon and eggs. That's what that's what we most Americans eat. And I just wasn't doing well. I was overweight at the time. And so he said, why don't you change your diet? You might feel better. And I said, what does diet have to do with it? And I didn't I didn't know. And so he said, uh, let me let me show you. So he took me to a friend, a friend, his friend was macrobiotic, was in macrobiotics. So I ate a macrobiotic meal and I said, you know, I can do that. It was brown rice, it was stir-fry, it had a little bit of nuts on it. It was it was a cashew stir-fry, a little bit of miso soup and some beans on the side. And it was delicious. And I said, Oh, I could do that, but I don't know how to cook. He says, well, rice is easy. You just get a rice cooker and you double the water and cook brown rice. I said, well, what about stir fry? Well, you just, you know, cook the, cook the onions till they're translucent and throw in the big vegetables first, you know, broccoli and cauliflower and, and then throw in the lighter vegetables later, sprouts and cabbage and stuff like that. Uh, and then, you know, get a can of beans and flavor it with chili powder or, you know, you know, whatever flavor you want and miso soup. And I said, and miso soup, by the way, this is, this is a, a, a vegan secret that you would know, but most people don't is miso soup is instant soup. You just heat the water and you just break up the miso and there it is, you know, it's already done for you. Um, uh, And so I did that and I felt so good my energy came back. All of a sudden, my brain woke up. And all of a sudden, from being kind of in the bottomish part of the law, my law class, I made it to the top and I made law review. And, and then strange things started happening. Because when I went vegan, I started having spiritual experiences, like the, like um, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the holy people are vegan, when they're and it turns out it's for a reason. 
Uh, and my macrobiotic teacher said, it's because you're starting to resonate with the vibration of the universe because you have the life force in the plants that go to directly into your body. And I started having visions of being a doctor. It was a very strange thing. Wait, how long were you a, an attorney for? Well, I finished law school um, partly because my <laughs> partly to keep my dad happy. He didn't want me to be a quitter. <laughs> um, I actually never really practiced. Uh, if you see my transcript, it would, you know, it, it's it's a very strange. It's a very. Um, I could I could talk for hours about this, but I started having visions of being a doctor when I changed when I became vegan. And it's because I started having what's the word for it? I'll just use the word intuition. My intuition improved, and and I started having dreams or visions of being a doctor, and. Uh, um, I started taking pre-med courses in the middle of law school. And I just wanted to see if I had what it took. And I started acing all of my uh, pre-med classes. And that told me, uh, I think the universe is talking to me, saying that I should be doing that instead of this. So uh, honestly, I wasn't, I never practiced law in that sense. I, I actually helped my father with his business. I, I handled the legal affairs of his company. Uh, but I just I just went straight into med school after that. My my classmates, um, you know, I made law reviews, so they thought I was gonna go work for some high-powered judge or some high-powered attorney firm. And they said, So Jerry, where are you gonna what are you gonna do? Where are you gonna go? I just said, I'm going to med school. <laughs> they went, What? <laughs> they were they were a little bit aghast that I was going to do that, but. So you, know. you never actually got to practice as the lawyer? No, I, when I took the LSAT, I was stud also studying for the MCAT. It was crazy. Yeah. Did you learn anything in law school that helps you in your medical practice? Um, I, actually, I just misspoke. When I was taking the bar exam, I was studying for the MCAT. I said L LSAT. Anyway. Um, did I anything? Did I uh, learn anything in law that helped me in my medical practice? Uh, the only thing I really did with that was of real value. Uh, I, I, I mean, having a law degree it it helps you to understand contracts better. Um, it helped me understand business, the business of uh, medicine better, but. The, the one thing I really did was I wrote the law that legalized uh, traditional Hawaiian healing because um, uh, the traditional Hawaiian healing, healing arts are, are beautiful and um, they're illegal because it's practice of medicine without a license. So I wrote a law that created an exemption for traditional Hawaiian healing. And, nice. Yeah. Oh, it was really, it was really good. Um, so law school paid off. It, in that sense, it paid off very well because it helped the uh, traditional Hawaiian healers uh, thrive again. You know? So that, that was a really good thing because, you know, the, there's a danger of losing the traditional arts uh, in many cultures. 
you know, not just in Hawaii, but, you know, the Native American healing traditions and, the, and the, you know, um, I mean, in China, I guess it, it's pretty, they thrive pretty well. Uh, and there's there's lots of uh, peer-reviewed papers on Chinese medicine. Even Ayurvedic medicine has some, but Native Hawaiian medicine, you know, you don't you don't have the critical mass to to uh, to produce the uh, research for it. But at least there's a law that allows them to practice it. So, so that's what I did with my law degree. <laughs> Was your father ultimately okay with your decision to become a doctor? No, uh, that's an interesting question. He never wanted me to be a lawyer or a doctor. He wanted me to be in business. He said, oh, if you're a lawyer or a doctor, you can only work so many hours in a day and that's your limit. But if you're in business, not only is the sky the limit, but if you run your business right, even if you're sick, you're still earning money. If you're a doctor and you get sick, you can't practice. If you're a lawyer and you're sick, you can't put in your hours. And that was his philosophy. but. Then what happened was I started winning awards for my work. I won a national award for my uh, for my uh, uh, diet program. I, I won I I won state awards. Um, uh, I'm you know I'm very I've been very blessed. Um, people recognize my work. Uh, I I was featured on CNN News, Dateline, NBC because we won the the national award. Um, I mean, my program is in the Encyclopedia Britannica. How do you like that? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely nice. Yeah. yeah. So then when I started, when I started uh, uh, winning awards and I, I'd come out in a paper for a lot of the things that I did. Um, and it was, it was and, and I was doing it in, uh, in a poverty stricken community where people were, were not uh, were underserved. They were. They didn't have enough services, and I was doing it where they needed it most. Then my dad finally came around, but <laughs> but it was uh, it was my dad was not happy in the beginning. Yeah. Is he happy now? Well, uh, when he passed by the when he passed away, uh, yeah, he had seen he had seen a lot of my work, and he he said. I, I I guess you were doing the right thing. <laughs> Begrudgingly, he he um he said he was proud of me, but that that was a tough one though. Aww. Yeah. Did your family join you in your health journey? Like your if children, if you have them, wife, if you uh, have my uh, my daughter is a militant vegan. She's more she's. She's more hardline than I'm. She scolds me for wearing leather shoes. How do you like that? That's funny. So that was a that comes from a dead cow. I went, wow. She scolds her older sister for wearing a le for for uh having a leather purse. Uh she refuses to as much as possible, she doesn't want to ever ride in a uh, car with leather seats. So all of our cars don't have leather seats. Yeah. I mean, that's how militant she is. And so she she's now, she has a degree in environmental science and she works for the uh, local Department of Energy promoting um, renewable energy. So she's doing what she wanted to do. That's fantastic. Yeah. So you know, the patients, and for, by the way, just before I forget, I'd love for you to come back sometime and give that PowerPoint on weight loss, but you've had so many patients lose weight, reverse their diabetes, mm -hmm. hypertension, heart disease. What role did exercise, if any, play in their journey? 
Okay. Interestingly, when I did my uh, original study, I insisted on no exercise to show that it was the diet that made the difference. And people, you know, they say, oh, maybe it was exercise. It's just, in my study, I said, no additional exercise. Just do what you were doing before. And we still got the great results. We still got people off the insulin. We still got people to lose weight, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So my paper, uh, it was without exercise. But however, I believe that exercise is very important. You know, so uh, yes, exercise plays a big role. But I just wanted to, uh, the, the reason I didn't do it is I didn't want people to say, well, you, you guys lost weight because you were exercising, you know. And I, I did not want anyone to, um, to make the mistake that, that, that it was the diet that was making the difference. There's somebody watching live. Um, I believe her name's Laura. She keeps saying, well, can I have an underactive thyroid? Is it okay if I eat things like tomatoes and potatoes? Well, um, Sarah, if you have an underactive thyroid, you've got to look at, there are some, there are some foods that will slow down your thyroid, including soy, for example. If you eat too much soy, even if you eat a lot of broccoli and soy, these are these are foods that are known uh, to uh, if you eat great quantities of them can um, interfere with uh, thyroid production. So you do have to be careful with that. So. Thank you. Well, you know, somebody sent in a question also about thyroid uh, from Marsha. She said, Dr. Shintani, I do not have a thyroid. It was taken out 34 years ago. I'm on replacement thyroid therapy, 180 MGS of Armour Thyroid. I'm 71. I have no other health issues. I know that Armour is made from pig thyroid. However, when I tried the synthetics, they would not regulate me. Is it possible to reverse my low energy, dry skin, tiredness, and hair shedding? And why why would the animal product be better than the no, synthetic? It's because... It's because um... Armor thyroid, which is uh, desiccated porcine thyroid, uh, uh, when you when you break it down, one they 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 do it by grains, but one grain is like uh, sixty grams or something like that. Um, but one grain of, uh, of of desiccated thyroid has uh, thirty eight milligrams of T four and nine milligrams of T3, okay? T4 is actually the reservoir and gradually turns into T3, which is the active form. Now the standard treatment uh, in medicine that we're taught is you just give T4 and let the body convert to T3. But uh, when, when we get older, we don't convert that effectively. So, that's one of the reasons why armor thyroid works better because your body doesn't have to convert at least some of the T3 because it already has T3 in it. So what I do is uh, um, I would put in the equivalent of T4 combined with T3 and the T3, uh, one is called levothyroxine. The other is called lyothyronine. I don't know why they make those names so similar that they get confused, but that's why I say T4, T3. Um, 
uh, you would you would I would prescribe the T3 in an amount that's one fourth of the amount of the T4, so that it's physiologically similar to the Armour thyroid. So my recommendation would be, uh, if you're on 80, 80 milligrams of Armour, that's kind of an odd amount. It would typically it's ninety. Anyway, they, they usually go by thirty. Uh, uh, because one grain is 60. Anyway, um, uh, I, would, I would give the equivalent amount that is, um, for example, if she was on uh, uh, 50 of T4, I would give her 10 of T3. So it's five to one, it's pretty close. Um, and I think most doctors won't do that and they don't, they, a lot of doctors don't understand why armor uh, gets better results. And that's because of the, the T3 in it. So for your, or whoever asked that question, uh, see if your doctor will prescribe for you T4 with T3 in the ratio of four to one, because that's what's physiologic. That's interesting. And that is if you want, I presume you want to avoid eating animal products, right? That I do it a lot because I have a lot of vegans in my practice and they don't want the animal product. Right. Well, I would imagine that some people are ethical vegans and wouldn't want to take an animal. Yeah, right. Um, right. But she's saying, is it possible to reverse my low energy, dry skin, tiredness and hair shedding? If she's on this medicine for 34 years, why is she still having those issues? Oh, you mean the thyroid isn't? Oh, uh, because that, that, yeah, that's what she's asking. Is she, you mean, in addition to the thyroid? Um, it, it sounds to me, and this was sent in, I don't know if if she's watching live, it sounds to me that she says she has no other health issues. And she, when she says reverse low energy, dry skin, tiredness, and hair shedding. Well, I thought, I thought her question was how to do it without the, uh, well, no, that was my question animal she, product. Because, because people have asked me that before that they would prefer to take a synthetic right. she's saying that they weren't able to regulate it with the synthetic. Yeah, and I'm saying if she does, if she does it in that ratio, she'll be, have a better shot at regulating it. However, if if she means what to do besides that, uh, I'd say get bioidentical hormone replacement. Uh, um, after menopause, a lot of the problems uh, women have is because uh, their hormones are gone. They're or not gone, but have uh, reached a very low level. And I think that a lot of health issues, including memory loss, by the way, are because of uh, female hormone deficiency. Yep. Nice. Yep. Let me see if there's any more questions. What what what's a typical breakfast for you? Do you eat? Um, I actually um uh I uh, let me just say I used to eat oatmeal with raisins and cinnamon. That 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 was my favorite. Oatmeal, raisins, cinnamon, uh, and if I had fruit, I put fruit in there. Um, but now I've I've gone into intermittent fasting, and I I eat late at night because I go to sleep late. Um, this sounds crazy, but I I I typically eat dinner after ten p.m. That's too late. No no no, but I don't go to bed until after two thirty. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's, and you had to be up today at five o'clock. I know that's ter you know because typically I wake up at ten in the morning. So I skip breakfast. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, yeah, there's, there's four, there's four hours between what I, my dinner. So I'll, I'll eat dinner around 10 something. And I won't go to sleep until two 30 or three o'clock in the morning. So that's like almost five hours have passed. Uh, but I skip breakfast and my first meal will be lunch. And I, and I actually eat a late lunch. So I go, I go about 14 or 15 hours without eating. And that, that's actually helped me keep, you know, my weight started coming up a little bit as I got older, uh, but doing the intermittent fasting for me has kept my weight in check. So nice. So what is a typical lunch for you? I imagine you bring it to work. You're probably a lunch. Oh, you know, you know, that's, that's so interesting um, that you ask um, because I, uh, I, fortunately for me, there's a fast food place. I'm actually looking through my phone because I have a picture of it somewhere. I, there's a fast food place that uh, allows me to, you know. So you have a, a healthy fast food place in Honolulu? Yeah, it's 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 really interesting. What's it called? In case we're ever it's visiting? called. Um, oh golly, it's called. Um, oh, why don't I have it here? Um, it's called um, Fort Street Cafe. It's a standard, it's a Vietnamese, uh, it's, it's Vietnamese Thai fare, but their side, their side, um, the standard side uh, dish is brown rice and steamed vegetables. So I just say, can I just have this brown rice and steamed vegetables? And they said, sure. And it's only four bucks and it's a plate full of it. And so that's, I, I, I put soy sauce and chili sauce on it. And then uh, sometimes I'll, I'll vary what else I eat. Like I'll get a summer roll because there's tofu in it. And I'll eat the summer roll with my brown rice and veggies. And that's, that's what I eat for lunch. Sometimes I'll eat an avocado sandwich. Um, uh, the only problem with that is that they don't have they don't have whole wheat bread. It's white bread. So, but it's still better than uh, than the alternative. But that's kind of what I that's what I eat. So yeah. there's no oil in the food from this restaurant, then, or at least not what you're ordering. No, uh, no, actually, uh, it's just plain. I mean, people think so plain, but you know, I I like the flavor of soy sauce, and I like the flavor of. Uh, chili sauce and you know that's what i eat and i enjoy it and four uh, bucks sounds like a deal oh yeah and it's only four bucks and so i can have you know things on the side side dishes and stuff well that sounds and, uh, good and, and does somebody else make your dinner at 10 30 at night yeah my wife i have a i have a wonderful wife she she used to cook for my program so she knows exactly what i want Tonight, uh, last night we had, she made vegan lasagna, you know, nice. but I did, but we did have vegan cheese on it. So we cheated a little bit, but everything else was uh, without oil, but uh, it was, it was very delicious. That's uh, great. Do you uh, have any, I'm curious, do you have any pets? I love dogs. I have cute little doggies. Yeah. I just felt like you had a dog. I don't know. Yeah, I, we we used to have three cute little dogs, and two of them died. And you know, 
uh, at 12 years old. Both of them, both of them made it to 12. And uh, here we go. Can you can you see that? Yeah. You see that on the bottom is brown rice, and on top is uh, mixed vegetables. And I pay four dollars for that, and that's the main part of my lunch. And then I'll have some little side. Uh, there they have these um, at this Korean store. They have what they call uh, vegetable pancakes, and uh, um, and they they have summer rolls there. And let me just think what else. Um, and actually, around the corner, uh, I can get a vegan burrito. So those are the things that I eat for lunch. That's very cool. Yeah, hey, I, and it's all eating out, you know. I mean, um, you, you know, you know, I, uh, um, I, you know, for years, people have a hard time believing me. But remember when I said uh, there was a uh, macrobiotic guy who cook brown rice and veggies. I actually used to eat like that for years. I mean, through law school, through most of medical school, uh, I could, I, maybe it's an advantage. I'm a very, I'm a, just a very simple, regular guy. I don't need fancy food. I don't need, I, I'm very happy with the simplest of food. Um, and uh, uh, that, I think that's helped me stay healthy. Because I don't, you know, I don't really crave, uh, uh, you know, fanciness. That's good. Well, that makes it easier. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, definitely easier. Yeah. Here's an interesting question, if you don't mind answering it from yeah, a line. Go ahead. Yep. If it's not too personal. And uh, LK says, I, I would like to know more about your spiritual practices. You seem like you meditate and you're very calm. <laughs> That's very nice. Um, my spiritual practice is in some ways very deep. Um, if you don't, if you, if we've got a few more minutes, I know we're at the top of the hour, but we, we can go over. I mean, cause there's know. more questions. Like people are worried about that. Your yeah, sleep might yeah. be dysregulated because yeah. we've been told no, that for um, rhythms, we should go to bed if, if, when the sun goes down and wake up when the sun comes up. Well, this my my spiritual practice is actually a long story. It started when I was six months old. My dad got cancer, oh. and in those days, I was nineteen fifty one. All they could do was cut him open, take out what they could, and leave him with a permanent colostomy. And by the time I was three, he had to have another surgery. And. Uh, I asked my mom, by then I knew what cancer was and that it spread and probably kill him. And I said, mom, uh, so they're gonna cure him this time, right? And said, mom, I could see the fear in my mom's eyes. She said, no, they, have, they, they can't do anything. They just have to pray that, we just have to pray that it doesn't come back. And uh, I took her at her word. I prayed every single night, dear Lord, don't let dad but die of cancer. And he didn't die of cancer. And I, because of that, I believe in the power of prayer to heal. The There's healing books power. about it. There's books by Larry Dossie. It's been yeah, documented. Yeah, I, and so I, I firsthand, 
believe in the healing power of prayer because my dad, I prayed to the Lord, don't let dad die of cancer, and he never did. So that's how, that's where I developed my spiritual side. And then what happened was um, uh, when I was a freshman in college, I had an out of body experience. I literally left my body and it shook me up because it, it was like, what was that? I, I heard about this phenomenon, but I didn't think I'd actually experience it. And it, it, uh, it, it was, it was it had a profound effect on me because I started thinking, wait a minute, there's a spiritual world out there that we don't recognize. And I said, maybe my prayers were really real, you know, like I was hoping. And I, I would talk and I started talking to spiritual people. I talked to my pastor and I talked to the, uh, the our chaplain from school who knew me. And they didn't have really good answers until I talked to the um, uh, chairman of the religion department at the University of Hawaii, where I was studying. I took his class because uh, it was Religion 101. And get this, get this title now. It was called The Meaning of Existence. And I went, wow, I want to take that class. And I, after, after class, I asked him, you know, I had this on. And his eyes lit up and he said, oh, you've seen it too. See, what happened to this religion professor was he was a uh, pastor at a little Christian church. And he was driving a parishioner home and got in a terrible accident. And he and his passenger died. They both died. But he came back. And he said he could see the whole thing. He saw the EMTs there trying to revive both of them, and they succeeded in reviving him, but not his passenger. And it shook him up so much that he changed the way he saw life and spirituality. And so, um, I, uh, I, it was a confirmation that this is kind of a real thing. And then later on, uh, when I, uh, I met uh, Michio Kushi, who was the the founder of American Macrobiotics. And he had the same reaction. He says, oh, you've seen the other side too. And he said, uh, and I asked for an explanation. And his explanation was, um, when you eat vegan, you're like, think about all the monks and the holy people. They're all vegan. And that's because plants, uh, the, the energy of the plants is closer to the earth. And it allows you to resonate with the vibration of the earth and the universe. And it allows you to see things that you can't see otherwise. And um, so I started eating very strictly macrobiotic, which is vegan, by the way. And it happened. I started having visions of the future. And that's when... In the middle of law school, I started seeing, I, st I started having visions of me being a medical doctor. And it was like confusing to me because here I'm in law school and I had no science classes in college. And it seemed like the Lord was talking to me in my ear saying, hey, you're supposed to be a doctor. So um, 
I started, I kept praying and uh, I, I said, okay, dear Lord, if, um, if I start getting A's in pre-med, I think you're telling me I should go be a doctor. And I got straight A's in my pre-med. So that's how I became a doctor. It was, it was spiritual, spiritually guided. Uh, and so if that, the person asking about meditation, uh, no, I don't meditate, but I pray a lot. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And by the way, I know how to meditate. I've done it. I actually took, um, uh, I took the, the course by Herbert Benson, who was the father of the relaxation response at Harvard. I, I took his class and one of, one of his famous teachers was Joan Boroshenko, who's a famous uh, teacher of meditation. And uh, um, no, I know how to meditate. I've done it before, but I pray more than I meditate. Let's put it that way. Nice. Do you ever teach your patients to do that? Or only, if, only if they ask. You know, the thing about sp spiritual side of things is people have to be really into it. Otherwise, I don't talk about it because uh, the things that have happened to me spiritually, um, almost, you know, to someone who's not really into it might sound a little off the edge, shall we say. <laughs> so, but I don't talk about it very much. But there, there's a doctor, I, I think he's in Cleveland. I, I don't know if I have his name right, Nami or Nimi. And he actually like prays with his patients and it's been documented. He's been on television. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Not, I ha I haven't, but that's one of the reasons. Why, but that's one of the reasons why I I really took to traditional Hawaiian healing because all of that is spiritual. The Hawaiian healing concepts are, are start in in Hawaiian healing. Um, they teach us that the healing starts with the spirit, and and with your relationship to God. And I'm thinking, wow, talk about going back to my. <laughs> my three-year-old days you know um but that's that's the subject of a whole nother <laughs> another hour-long discussion nice uh, jake said what is, do, do, do most native hawaiians have a particular blood type you know i don't i don't know that that's a great that's a great question it's the spam blood type <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I actually don't. Yeah, spam blood time. Oh, how horrible! That's <laughs> so. Fun. Don't put that on Hawaiians. That was an American invention. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, it's interesting because you mentioned it was invented because of military. It was easier to ship, and it, it, it's right. better. Yeah. Did you know that without refrigeration. The thing right. Did you know that that's how M and M's were invented for military? personnel. It oh, I did because, not know that. Yeah, it's really interesting. During World War II, you know, they wanted the, the soldiers to be able to eat chocolate. But, you know, as you know, chocolate would melt. Oh, melt. oh wow. I did not know that. M&Ms and then the soldiers could keep the candy in Great. their pockets and wow. it would melt. So melt in your mouth, not Great in your idea. hand. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. That's See, great. you learn something every day on Chef AJ. <laughs> yeah. People are worried about your sleep because they say they've learned you're supposed to go to bed when the sun is down and wake I, up when the sun is up going to natural circadian rhythms. Yeah, I think that's ideal. Um, but I, I have to say, I've never done that. I've always been. You're a night owl. I mean, no, I, you know, I think some people are night owls and some yeah. people, some people are larks and some people are owls. And, 
I'm a lark. I like uh, it. Yeah. At nine o'clock, I can barely keep my yeah. eye. And, and the thing is, for me, is that um, it just became a natural thing. I, I learned it when I was in college. Um, you know, when you're not under the influence of your parents, you, you, you go to sleep whenever you feel like going to sleep. And I, I found that my creativity was at its peak at midnight. And I, people used to ask me, well, how is it that you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're, you had a radio show, you did this and that, and you still managed to write 16 books? And I said, I would write after midnight. And they go, what? I said, yeah, I'd stay up for two hours and write after midnight. And so now I'm doing all my TikToks at, after midnight. <laughs> That's cool that you're on yeah. TikTok. Well, that, that what do you do late at night? I mean, that's when you do your writing, huh? Because I mean, I yeah, that's right. No, it's right. I I do my writing because I don't know. I think my creative energies are there, and there's no distractions. Uh, um, yeah, I that's 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 always, and it was really interesting. Um, I used to during the '90s, I wrote one book a year. I wrote 10 books in 10 years and it was because I had a great ghostwriter and she was like me. She was an owl. She would, I would, I would call her at 2 AM and her name was Janice. I said, Jan, I got this great idea for this chapter. And she'd be on the phone and she'd take notes. And then within a day, she'd have a chapter written uh, for me because, and we were so, we were so much in sync that way because uh, I get an idea. To, I remember getting an idea at three in the morning, and I said, "Jan, I got this idea. I don't want to lose my, you know, because sometimes you don't write it down, you won't remember it." And she was up, and she was very much like me. So, um, so that's that's what helped me write so many books. Is that I did it after midnight. Do you do you work like a traditional doctor schedule, Monday through Friday, seeing patients? Not anymore. No, I, you know, I spent 18 years doing community health center work. I worked uh, with the Native Hawaiian community. Uh, so I used to be a conventional family practice doctor. I saw, I used to see kids. I used to see, the only thing I didn't do was I didn't, I didn't do the GYN stuff. To me, that was too scary. You know, you, <laughs> well, you know, you don't, you know, you, you, you screw up a delivery. You've, you've messed, you've really messed people up, you know. Yeah, so I, I didn't want that kind of. You know, remember, I was a lawyer first, right? So I'm really gun shy, right? So you're thinking about like, yeah, no, well, practice. You, I, you hey, know, I, yeah, yeah. I don't want to. As a lawyer and a doctor, you could just sue yourself for the malpractice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, but um, no, I I uh, I spent 18 years doing community medicine, uh, serving the community that was underserved uh, in a standard regular. Uh, clinic format and then I started my own practice but my my practice was very much like John McDougall's practice I would I'd see patients I'd get them well uh, with you know dietary approach and then I started doing programs like my 10-day program uh, and um, so for I I left that the YNI center where I did the community medicine back in 05. And then I became a professor of medicine at the medical school. I started the uh, Department of uh, Com Complementary and Alternative Medicine at the medical school. Um, 
I um, I started the the clinic, um, uh, and and that was that was very much like a regular medical practice, but now I have a basically a, a wellness practice. Um, what uh, what I what I'm hoping to do is I think a lot of uh, a lot of people are missing the the nutrition and holistic approach and you know i'm hoping to to be able to provide that for a lot of people uh online even because people have asked me if i could be their doctor online and i don't want to mess with i don't want to mess with getting a, a license in california and utah and texas and you know illinois um so I'm I'm putting together an online wellness program. I call it Club 120 Plus. And that's because the Bible says we have 120 years. But who wants to live that long if they're not healthy? So my goal is to create a community of people and help them be healthy for up to 120 years. And then after that, you're on your own. Yeah. 120 years. Do you exercise? <laughs> Yeah, actually, I still play basketball. Yeah, you do. Well, then you should come here where Dr. Lyle and Dr. Goldhammer live and you should play with them. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> yeah, would, I, do I, you ever go anywhere? Because I never see you anywhere. Well, the pandemic has uh, stopped. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I haven't been traveling much. But uh, but once a year, I was going to the American the World Congress of, of Anti-Aging Medicine. So that's in Las Vegas. So but but I um, but I, I, I travel. Um, last year, I traveled three times this year. I've already uh, where did I go this? I think I was in San Diego earlier this year at a conference. And I'm probably going to go to I might go to one more in Chicago and then. Uh, uh, I'm chair of the International Holistic Therapy Association. So because of that position, uh, I go to the uh, World Congress of uh, Anti-Aging Medicine every year. I've been doing that for the last 10 years, I think. Yeah. Wait, what, what have you been doing for 10 years? Um, because I'm chair of the International Holistic Therapy Association, I go to the uh, uh, World Congress of Anti-Aging Medicine every year, probably, I think, for the last 10 years I've been doing it. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm going to be interviewing a doctor later this month. I don't know if you heard of her. She's 102, and supposedly she founded, like, Holistic Medicine Society. Thing. That's her name great. is Dr. Gladys McGeary. Well, so well just... you got to keep me in touch with that. I, I'd like to, I'd like to see that. Yeah. So yeah. here's a question. Marlary uh, says, well, what's the number one thing you can recommend for us to get to 120 and be healthy? Well, there isn't one thing. Uh, you know, I actually have a TikTok where I where I point out eight things that you can do. Um, yeah. If you go to my TikTok, you'll 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 see that I have a post that's that that says eight I said eight things you can do uh, for longevity, and 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 I said and and I list uh, and it's a you know the, the TikToks are one minute. I mean I could do longer ones, but I like to do uh, one minute TikToks because it's it, it forces me to be concise. 
but basically i i'm trying to think off the top of my head i mean i think people should go go to the go, see my stuff on tiktok but um you know it's diet it's exercise it's uh, mental attitude you know having a positive attitude um wait hang on a second someone uh okay uh, yeah, thank you no, my my office just opened, and so I got a message from my front office. Um, oh wait, so you have an office even though you're not going in and seeing patients regularly? Um, this is my uh, this is my wellness program. So I I just um, I have uh, actually I have patients today starting at noon. So Saturdays I actually start at noon. Wow. Yeah. So after this, I mean, it's only nine. It's nine twenty now. I realize now we've gone over the one hour, but. About it, Doctor McDougall sometimes goes for three hours. Oh wow! <laughs> wow! Not every month. We yeah. don't mind at all. We love learning about you. Yeah, but um, so, but uh, how many people do you know that are 120 and actually alive and healthy? The oldest person I've had on the show is 101 and a female, and she's doing well. And then I had Doctor John Scharfenberg on at 100, but it, it doesn't seem like I know that many people that are. Yeah, sick. I know. But the Bible says we have 120 years, but we. But the truth is, we all abuse our body. I'm actually looking at my phone because I have a picture of a friend of mine that I want to show you. Uh, um, but the the holy book says we have 120 years. And let's see, can you can you see? Let's see, is this can you see this fellow? Yeah. 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 So this guy. Um, I've known him for years. Um, and he says, Hey Terry, I haven't seen you in ages. Let me buy you lunch. And I and I look at us, Stuart, you look great. Because I knew him 40 years ago, like in the 70s. And I said, You look great. What are you doing in your retirement that keeps you so young looking? He says, Ah, retirement's overrated. I got bored silly. I went back to selling real estate. He says, You're selling real estate? You're still selling? He said, Oh, yeah, yeah. I, you know. I, I I get fun doing that. I you know I, I I get to meet people and you know get out of the house. And he said, so, so I said, so how old are you now? If you don't mind me asking, he said, no no no, I'm 102. Wow. He's still he's selling real estate at 102. And um, uh, I said, so now you have to be the teacher. What is your secret? And he says. Well, I read your book, you know, I, you know, I eat more vegetables than I used to, but I'm not vegetarian. I'm not that disciplined, uh, but I do eat a lot of vegetables and I swim every day. And I went, oh, that's probably your secret sauce. He, he says he lived a block away from the beach and every day after work, he'd jump in the ocean and swim. So that, that just goes to show the importance of exercise. But besides exercise, um, you know, th th I'm, this is an answer to that question earlier. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to hit all of them, but uh, you have to avoid avoid poisoning yourself. You know, no smoking, you know, limit your drinking. Uh, don't put, you know, don't put these phones up to your head and get yourself a glioblastoma. Um, um, and, you know, then you have the, the the concept of ikigai, you know, purpose in life. That's that's what keeps the Okinawans so healthy. 
That's interesting that you said that because I just read the book of the 102 year old doctor that's coming on and, and she's, that's one of her series. Yeah, right. And, and then, and then, reason. yeah. And then I think, uh, uh, faith, some, do you know, there's a study that shows that people who go to church or have some kind of faith live four to six years longer than people who don't. So that's interesting. Hey, do you know what you call an atheist in a coffin? What? Someone who's all dressed up with no place to go. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> <gasps> Not that. Uh, if you're an atheist, just, I'm just. That's a good one. <laughs> thank you. Or wait, wait. What do you call um, a dyslexic, agnostic, insomniac? What do you call a dyslexic? Agnostic, oh, oh. insomnia. Okay, what is that? Someone who stays up all night wondering if there's a dog. <laughs> well, I got one for you. This is my okay. daughter. My daughter's joke. My uh, my daughter's. Uh, she always says, "I think I have ADHD." You know, no, or or I would say, I said, uh, my daughter's name is Nikki. I said, Nikki, I think you have ADHD. She says, No, 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 I don't have ADHD. She says, I have. A-D-H-L-A-S. I go, A-D-H-L-A-S. And you know, I'm the doctor, right? I'm supposed to know these things. What's A-D-H-L-A-S? She goes, attention deficit. Hey, look, a squirrel. That's adorable. That's funny. (laughs) Are there other plant-based doctors in Hawaii? And if so, do you know any of them? Uh, I think there might be, there might be one, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, no, no, I no, I, I take it back. Apparently, there's one plant-based cardiologist that I know of, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But I know that uh, some people have said that, yeah, this guy, I'm, and I think he is, or at least vegetarian. Um, but doing the kind of practice I'm doing, I don't, I can't think of any. What, do, but do you know Dr. Ermini Van Dyken? She's a general surgeon. Uh, in Hawaii? Mm-hmm, in Hawaii. Uh, um, no, I don't know her. She's vegan also or vegetarian? Oh, yeah. Life, yeah she's certified uh, also in lifestyle medicine. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, it's because I don't, <laughs> maybe it's just, maybe it's because I don't, I don't send people to surgery very often. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think she works at Kaiser, but um, is there a city? Oh, that's why. That's why. I don't, I actually, most of the, the, uh, yeah, yeah, this it's a different system. That's probably why I don't know her. Right, but you should meet her. She's really nice. She's let me let me tell you her exact where she practiced. She's real real be- she's beautiful. She's spoken here in California before and I've had her on the show and on summits. And let's see. Actually, she came when I spoke when I spoke at the Vegetarian Society of Hawaii. I didn't even get to meet you. Can you believe it? Okay, she's in Wailuku. Is that near you? Wai- oh, oh, that that's that's Maui. That's the other island. That's why oh, well, that's why you don't know her. Well, yeah, that's why. That's I was thinking, what am I missing? Yeah, that's yeah. Why. Okay, Wailuku sorry. is the is the neighbor island. Yeah. Sorry, I I love Hawaii. I think it's the most beautiful place. Yeah. In yeah, yeah. maybe the world, but for sure in the United States, you know, were you born? Uh, yeah, I'm born and raised here. Yeah, I'm just a regular local, local kid. Um, yeah. When is uh, the last time you've seen any of the plant-based doctors like Dr. McDougall? Say it again. When's the last time you've seen anybody from the old gang like Dr. McDougall? The last time I saw him was on your show. 
wow. But, well, that's a long, but when you, when's the last time you've seen him in person? Oh, I, no, I haven't seen him. Um, uh, it, it's been, a, it's been a long while. I, I used to call him up a fair amount, but uh, he, he's, he's gotten hard to reach part, partly because, you know, the fire, right. It, it burned his house down. Right. Yeah, but he's doing good now. He's up in Portland near yeah, his yeah, I know, and I know. grandchildren. But, and but I but I had his um, I used to have his phone number. I'd call him, pick him up, call him. I think the number's changed now. So. Um, I, I'll give you a cell number. Yeah. Okay, uh, great. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, he's great. I'm in touch with him. He comes on the show once a month and I know he Oh, that's he, nice. Well, listen, it's getting close to the bottom uh, of the hour. All right. So well, thank you so much. Just, just so I, talking. I, Come back and but, do the presentation if you don't mind. We would love oh, to. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you don't mind, I, I'd be happy. I'd just, be happy you to do you that. You tell me. You're harder to book yeah, than I Yeah. Let me, let me work it out. Um, but you're on Saturday morning. Is this your regular time? No, I'm every day. I, I haven't missed a show oh, since wow. March 20th, 2020. I'm a seven day a week uh, job wow. here. And you're putting this all on YouTube? Yeah, it stays on YouTube forever and ever. Wow, I mean, it's a, it's a, fantastic. Hey, one I quick question. I hope they're paying you for your... Well, I mean, the, the revenue from the ads, if people ha don't have the ads a lot, but oh, I, I do it because I love it and I get to meet really cool. Oh yeah. You're, you're so, you're so good at this. You're, you're, well, it's, just, you're, it's just like talking to my friends. Yeah, so I, I know, but you're, you're a great ambassador. <laughs> thank of, you. Uh, well, you know, eating. 46 years. So yeah. Yep. Dr. Shintani, just one last question. Where does alcohol fit into a healthy diet in, in just in general, in the Hawaiian culture and also in calorie density world? Yeah, um, you know, uh, alcohol. They're finding out that if you if you haven't started drinking, you shouldn't start. They used to think that oh well, it's relaxing, one or two drinks a day. Until I I still remember when I uh, uh, this is back in the, 1987. I remember the year too. Uh, this was my first year at Harvard. Uh, Oh, no, wait a minute. That was 86, 1986. Uh, uh, I, I was looking at the connection between diet and breast cancer. And in walks Walter Willett, like the chair. And he puts the paper on everybody's table. And it was alcohol and breast cancer. And in his research, there was a there's a clear cut relationship, dose response relationship between alcohol and breast cancer, and I, when I read through it, I was it was absolutely stunning because we thought it was dietary fat, but alcohol had much bigger effect on breast cancer, and it started at four drinks a week, so I I would never recommend to a woman to drink. Uh, one drink a day of anything because the alcohol and and they think it's because it's alcohol stimulates uh, estrogen production and creates an imbalance um so uh alcohol if you don't if you haven't started don't start if you're if you're going to drink alcohol and i know that's a celebratory thing um i would say don't don't do more than four drinks a week so yeah. But in terms of calorie density, would you say it's figure friendly or? Oh, oh no, absolutely not. Alcohol is seven, is seven calories a gram. It's almost yeah. like oil, isn't it? 
oil is nine calories, alcohol is seven calories, and yeah. protein carbs are are four calories a gram. So you don't want to do cal- <laughs> you don't yeah. want to do alcohol if you're trying to lose weight. Yeah. You seem to just have a very like kind spirit, and you just seem to be a very happy person. I yeah, you know I I'm I'm so blessed because it's almost maybe it was spirit guided, but it seemed like everything I tried, I, I mean, I, you know, get this now. I applied to one college. I got in. I applied to one law school. I got in. I applied to one medical school. I got in and all of my first try, right. I I applied to Harvard to get my nutrition degree. I got in. You know, I, it, it was like all the doors were just swung open there. For me and and um in my in my in my uh let's see in my fifth year of practice when i did my project with the native hawaiians with the very large name i won a national award i came out in newsweek i'm in newsweek cnn dateline nbc my projects in the encyclopedia Preda britannica and i've only been a doctor for five years at the time i mean how blessed can can I be? I you know I have no complaints. The Lord's been so good to me. So that's that may be why I'm why I'm so happy. <laughs> I mean I, I actually I really do enjoy what I do. But yeah, it, well it shows. Yeah. And if you have information for how people can join your online program, if you please give it to me, I can put yeah. it. Uh, yeah. So um, so one thing is let let me let me put it. Let me share my screen one more time. Sure. There's my infamous, infamous apple. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. No. I'll That'd be a up. good screensaver, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, really. Uh, or a t-shirt or a mug. Yeah. Look at all my, look, look at all the slides I have. So um, if I, I actually have, I actually have this giveaway. My, I have a, I have a short ebook. Health Secrets. I have an ebook about lose weight while you sleep. I have a cancer lecture. This actually, I actually charge for for this lecture, nine bucks. You know, I, I don't, I don't, but it's because I have materials that come with it. But if they go to peacediet.org, they can access my stuff, and, and these two are free. Um, and if they if they want to contact me, I'm I'm a little hesitant to give out my email address. But well, even when a person knows your email, you're terrible about getting back to. Them. I know. Yeah. You see, that, so that's I wouldn't good. even recommend it. It's taking- no, 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 that's part of the reason why I get. So- no, 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 I know it's true. So people shouldn't be upset even if they have your email. Yeah, it's, yeah, but it's not, um, it's not your strong they, suit. That's okay. I want my email. I, I would use Dr. Shintani at yahoo.com. Yeah, that's okay. Somebody's asking about the shingles vaccine. Do you uh, recommend it or do we count on a, um, you know, it, I think it, it really depends. Um, I actually prefer to just, if you get shingles, I prefer to just to take Valtrex. They have a, they have a really good antiviral. Uh, personally, I don't do well with vaccines. When I took the, the second booster for COVID, I got a hundred two fever. Wow. I'm not doing this again, you know? Um, and, um, but now they have Paxlovid for COVID. So anybody who catches COVID, you take Paxlovid right away, take it within the first five days. And same thing with, uh, with shingles, uh, you catch shingles, take, uh, take Valtrex right away. 
take the antiviral right away. And um, uh, it, uh, my experience is it deals with it uh, very nicely. But it's a personal choice, you know, if you're at high risk for it. Um, uh, if, if you do well with vaccines, then that's, that's your choice. Yeah, I've never done it well with any of it. Well, Dr. Shatani, you are just delightful. All right. Well, thank you. And, and you're, you're, you're a great host and I appreciate the time and yeah, let's circle back and, uh, maybe I'll, I'll do one of my, uh, I would love to have presentations. you. I'd love to yeah. hear a presentation. So thank okay, you great. and aloha. And thanks all aloha. of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ live. Please come back tomorrow at 9am Pacific time for Celine Brozovich. She's going to talk wow. to you about whether or not you are tired and how you can have more energy if you follow right. this diet and lifestyle. Take care, everyone.